Hello, star seeds, and welcome to a new episode of Rooted in Starlight. This <laughs> right now has turned into a bi-weekly podcast, but uh, we will see where these eclipses take us. We right now are in the eclipse energy as we had the solar eclipse on the 25th of October. I'm hoping that for everyone or for the majority of you that this is positive energy that you are working with. Uh, this took place <clears throat> in Scorpio because this is the <clears throat> excuse me, the new moon in Scorpio. Um, and we also have the sun in Scorpio right now and Venus in Scorpio. The sun and Venus are traveling very closely together. Um, and they will be doing that probably, I'd say, like for the next week. Um, yeah, probably for like the next week or so. Then Venus starts really moving ahead of the sun and once they get into Sagittarius season, they will um, be further apart by then. Uh, Venus will actually move into Sagittarius before the, the sun does. So right now, though, um, we are working with, like I said, the solar energy, um, the Scorpio, the eclipse energy of um, the solar eclipse. We're uh, what we would call in between eclipses because the next eclipse is going to be our full moon lunar eclipse, which will take place on November the 8th, uh, which is election day. That should be interesting. Uh, the solar eclipse itself, um, the last uh, solar eclipse that we had in Scorpio was in 2014. So if you are wondering what themes this might be for you, what might be coming up, uh, think back to 2014, um, obviously this time of year in 2014, and that will give you an idea of what area of your chart these uh, themes are that are being uh, highlighted and um, and certainly being um, energized at this time with the solar eclipse. Um, and then the big news that happened, this is going to be posting on the 29th. Uh, big news that happened on the 28th is that we had Jupiter move back into the sign of Pisces. Jupiter is retrograde right now. Um, this is the third trip into Pisces for Jupiter, and it is the third and final trip uh, for Jupiter in Pisces. So just to refresh everyone, the first time Jupiter was journeying through Pisces was May 14th of 2021 through July 30th of 2021. Then it made a second trip into Pisces, December 30th of 2021 through May the 10th of 2022. Um, and it is now retrograding back into Pisces 
uh, as of, I said, the 28th of October, and it will be there. One of the things that's interesting about the timing of this is it will be there through the winter solstice, um, December 21st of 2022, and then it will move back into um, Aries. So I do find that to be really significant with the timing of that. Um, so think about what has, again, what's been taking place for you while this is um, during those periods while Jupiter has been in Pisces. Uh, remember, Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. Pisces is all about uh, letting go um, and um, it's also, though, the sign of uh, faith and belief. So this could very much be, um, I feel, especially with this uh, final trip, that this is uh, very much that trying to purge and cleanse um, whatever it is that Jupiter has been working with you on while it's spent time in Pisces. Um, and so if you can think about what, um, you know, what, again, what things were going on in your life during those dates that I've been, that I just mentioned, then you'll get an idea of what Pisces uh, and Jupiter, specifically Jupiter in Pisces, uh, is working with, with you. Because these last couple months, I feel the fact that this is taking place through the end of the year. Um, I find that interesting too, that it's in the last sign of the Zodiac and it's almost like this cleansing, um, you know, to, to kind of say, yeah, what it, whatever it is that needs to be finished, let's finish it. Whatever it is that needs to be healed, wherever it is that, um, that it is important that your faith is really grounded. Um, that's definitely uh, something that I think is one of the themes for this Jupiter in Pisces. Uh, and then following that, we have Mercury moving into Scorpio, and that's going to be taking place uh, actually on the 29th of October. Uh, so by the time this podcast post, Mercury will have moved into the sign of Scorpio. And then you will be having the sun, Venus, and Mercury all in the sign of Scorpio. And they are all in, the, um, in Scorpio sharing space with the south node. Because remember, the north node is in Taurus and the south node is is always in the opposite sign. So the opposite sign for Taurus is Scorpio. We right now are in, obviously, the season of Scorpio. Um, and I do believe on my last podcast, I may have said happy birthday to all the Scorpios. I hope I did. If I did not, let me do that now. Um, I know we're a week into Scorpio, so uh, I might not have the last time because that was the 15th, so maybe... Um, I thought it was too early then, but definitely this is a uh, happy birthday to all the Scorpios out there. Uh, Scorpio is a sign about transformation. 
Um, and it is deep transformation. I think sometimes you need to watch when we use the word transformation because it sometimes ends up being like this uh, catch word, this keyword that's kind of put out there. And, um, and sometimes it doesn't carry the weight that the energy of Scorpio has with it when it speaks to transformation. Scorpio really represents the underworld um, and, and, and that descent. And so this is very much part of what's happening right now with this time of year. Obviously, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, we are having less daylight and longer nights. Um, and so you're, you're, you're actually seeing what that is, how, you know, the, the darkness is overtaking the light. Um, and so that's the sign of Scorpio is very much about being able to feel comfortable in that energy and being able to explore what that brings up, um, what that may um, release for you and being able to take time, um, to really look at that and, and, you know, nourish yourself in whatever way that you may need to, um, you know, to really understand what it is that, uh, that you're working with, with this kind of energy. And so when we say transformation, um, it is meant to have a lot of weight with it when you're talking about the sign of Scorpio, uh, which is ruled, it's co-ruled by Mars and Pluto. Mars is what's considered the ancient ruler or the traditional ruler. And Pluto is the modern ruler for the sign of Scorpio. Um, and remember, Pluto is the lord of the underworld. So, you know, Scorpio... Um, and even the eighth house that it rules very much is about, um, you know, all th things that are hidden, things that are unseen, things that we don't want seen or that we don't want known. Um, it's also, um, especially with the eighth house, the, the house that Scorpio rules, it does pertain to um, uh, financial um, financial assets from the other. So where Taurus is about how it is we create our income or bring money to us, uh, the eighth house and the sign of Scorpio that rules the eighth house is very much about that other people's money or where money comes from other sources. Um, but yet that does have a very much, uh, Scorpio and the eighth house very much has a financial piece to it. And so while this uh, eclipse could very well for some people be dealing with, um, you know, relationships, whether they be professional or intimate, um, they could also, it can also be um, situations that are um, trying to challenge you or to bring awareness to you into how you um, are with power, power that you may have, power that may be 
that you may feel um, is being used over you or against you um, and how you relate to that or respond to that, rise to that. Those are some of the other um, issues and, and, and um, certainly the energy that Scorpio uh, and the eighth house, that energy, bring to the table when they are in the spotlight. Um, and so this eclipse is very much bringing up those kinds of issues. Uh, that's why, you know, when someone's trying to use, you know, trying to describe the eighth house in a nutshell, they'll say, oh, death and taxes, um, which very much is that, you know, the death being that transformation, also being the, you know, the underworld, the the things that are hidden, the things that, you know, very much our shadow um, and then obviously taxes relating to, you know, the, the other people, the, you know, the other sources of, um, of, of money. Um, and so with Mercury moving into Scorpio, we will now be finished with the, um, trines and the trine energy that was taking place. <clears throat> excuse me, while the Sun, Venus, and Mercury were in the sign of Libra because Saturn uh, was in, Aquar Saturn is in Aquarius, the Sun, Venus, and Mercury all were taking their turns having these trines with Saturn, which really was a way to have this supportive energy for things that you may have been trying to get done um, and resources, <coughs> excuse me, and solutions coming to you for things that you might need. Um, but now that everyone is in Scorpio, we are in a situation where that particular trine has um, moved on. And so that energy again, excuse me, has dissipated. And that's very much something that um, you will be noticing because with that, um, with that being uh, gone at this time, what we're dealing with is a situation of trying to trying to um, work with the one trine that is left, which is the one that the Mars and Saturn are still making with each other. Um, and so you do have that as a, a trine that's happening. Um, the other thing that we have that's taking place is... Um, especially with Mars, because the last big thing that's happening this week is Mars finally goes retrograde. I know we've been talking a lot about that. Mars is in Gemini, um, and it is going retrograde on the 30th of October. Um, and it is going to be retrograde until January of 2023. So this is definitely a long 
This is definitely a long retrograde to prepare yourself for. Um, again, this is the Gemini. Uh, when Mars first moved into Gemini, I remember that one of the things that I um, spoke to was how uh, Mars being the planet of action in Gemini, it was bringing a lightness to the to to the way that it wanted to accomplish things. Um, and one of the things that it was able to do, and you may have noticed, is that you've been able to um, hopefully, you know, accomplish things um, or move um, forward with things um, in different ways. So where we sometimes, especially in a fixed sign, where we sometimes, you know, think that there's only one way to do it, um, Mars and Gemini kind of really brought that energy of, oh, well, if this doesn't work, try this. And if that doesn't work, try that. Um, so in a retrograde period, some of that is going to slow down. I do think in the last pod, in the last episode, I do think I did mention that this may, for many, this may feel like a Mercury retrograde. Um, because Gemini is a Mercury ruled sign. Gemini is all about communication. It's about our short trips. So it's very much about that day to day travel, not necessarily, you know, someone flying off on vacation, but someone trying to get from, you know, their home to work or, you know, your home to a friend's house or, you know, doing maybe just a weekend getaway somewhere um, just outside of your city or. So Mars is ruling over that and, you know, Mars being retrograde. I think that you're going to find, um, I think you're going to find some challenges now on those levels. I think with communication, there's going to probably be an uptick in how easily someone may get frustrated over something, um, possibly take something the wrong way. Um, and so that's something that you definitely want to be prepared for. Um, and like I said, this retrograde is um, going to be with us until January of 2023. Um, and so this is probably a good time, especially with social media, just to kind of reread things that you're getting ready to post before you hit the, um, you know, the enter button and, and send it off on its way. Um, and um, obviously, uh, as far as, you know, this, the other thing that, <laughs> that I'm sensing with this Mars retrograde, you know, uh, for anyone uh, here on the Northern Hemisphere, you know, the weather's getting cooler. So we're in the season of fall and then you're going to have winter upon dew. This is a good time to get the car checked out just so that you can prepare for any possible issues that could happen. Um, because one of the things that Mars does rule over are unforeseen accidents. So Mars being retrograde 
I think it's going to be really important to be able to find ways to make sure that you stay present and mindful as much as possible so that you can avoid, um, you know, some of the unforeseen uh, challenges um, and certainly anything that could bring a, um, you know, an ailment or a, a, you know, a challenge to your health. Um, And then one of the other things to watch out with this Mars in Gemini is that it is doing throughout the month of November. It's, and it, it started uh, actually this month in October, but it's throughout the month of November too, you're going to be feeling and dealing with this square that Mars has been making to Neptune. Um, so I know in the last episode I was talking about how Saturn and Uranus are, um, you know, having a square and that's very much, they're very much tapping into the energy that they had when they were doing these exact squares in 2021. So Saturn and Uranus are very much in that energy of, you know, squaring each other again. Um, We are actually at the point with this being the end of October that is upon us and us getting ready to go into a new month. We are actually at the point where they are the closest in their square energy. Um, At the eclipse, we had Uranus at 17 degrees in Taurus, and Saturn um, was at 18 degrees. So they are going to be, and I think that's going to be the closest that they're going to get. Um, They have, because for the lunar eclipse, we will have that be a 16-degree eclipse that's going to be happening in Scorpio. Um, and that will be, uh, Uranus itself will also be at 16 degrees. So that full moon uh, is going to have Uranus in the mix, which should be really interesting for that that being a uh, lunar eclipse. Uh So, yeah, I would just say buckle up for that one. Um, Hopefully, like I said, the solar eclipse uh, was in some way positive for you. If it was not, uh, you definitely want to uh, buckle up for this lunar eclipse because this is, you know, this could be bringing something um, unexpected. And what we would definitely want to hope is that it would be unexpected in a good way. One of the challenges with these eclipses is the fact that you have, so your lunar eclipse that's coming up on November 8th in Taurus is what we would say is a Venus-ruled lunar eclipse because Venus rules the sign of Taurus. The challenge with that is that Venus is in the sign of Scorpio. That's where she was for the solar eclipse, When she was conjunct with both the sun and the moon, normally that would have been just a very, you know, rah-rah, woo-hoo time. Um, And I think for Scorpios, it may have been. So I think if you're a Scorpio rising or your sun sign is Scorpio, I think for you, you you may have been, you know, just seeing some, um, you know, some interesting energy, um, for you, 
But Venus herself is, by being in Scorpio, she is the furthest away from her home in Taurus. And so she isn't at the strongest that she could be as far as wanting to offer gifts and, and, um, and blessings, which is something that she likes to do as a planet. And then also for the new moon itself, the moon is actually exalted in the sign of Taurus. So in the sign of Scorpio, the moon itself is not in its most comfortable place either. So that's part of what made this solar eclipse, um, you know, a bit challenging for uh, certainly for the fixed signs of Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, uh, Leo and Aquarius. Um, but I think for even some of the, for Cancer and Pisces, I think you may have found it challenging as well. Um, and that would be part of it. I also think that um, the Venus ruled signs, which would also include Libra, I think you would have found this challenging because Venus for the solar eclipse was just not in the strongest, she's not in the strongest sign for that she would like to be in. And that's what's going to make this lunar eclipse interesting to see how that plays out as well, because with the lunar eclipse, you're going to have Venus um, opposing the moon. It won't be exact. Um, this is a 16 degree uh, lunar eclipse. So the sun and the moon will be at 16 degrees with the sun being in Scorpio opposite the moon in Taurus. Venus will be at 20 degrees. So she will be involved in this. It's not going to be a direct opposition. Um, but then, like I said, the moon will be conjunct with Uranus at 16 degrees. And then the sun will also be um, opposing Uranus uh, I think that is exact. If I'm correct, I think that is exact on the, let's see if I can get that, um, on the ninth. So the exact opposition between the sun and Uranus will be on the ninth. The exact opposition between Venus and Uranus will be on the fifth. So I would definitely say that you know, by the 4th and certainly by the 5th of November, you're actually going to be moving from solar eclipse energy into lunar eclipse energy. Um, and, you know, I mean, Taurus itself, so the last uh, full moon eclipse that we had in Taurus was uh, last year. So that would have been November 19th of 2021. So if you want to look back to around, again, that time, it doesn't have to be that exact day, but what was going on for you the week before, the week after, possibly like how did that second half of November um, play out for you? What were some things that came up? You will get an idea of what to be looking for with this um, full moon uh, lunar eclipse um, that's coming around on November 8th. The other thing about this eclipse is it's also a blood moon. Um, we had another one of those earlier this year. 
That is when the earth is going to pass between the sun and the moon and the shadow that it casts will put this like red glow around the moon. So if you are fortunate enough to see this and there really are some um, good viewing places and times for, for this eclipse, you definitely want to try and check this out because this will be the last blood moon until I believe it's March of 2025. Um, and so that would definitely be worth checking out. Uh, and then the other thing that's going to be interesting about this lunar eclipse that's upcoming is that we will also be having the sun and Mercury conjunct on the same day that we're having this full moon lunar eclipse. Um, it's also known as a Kazemi. Uh, that last conjunction that we had with the sun and Venus that I spoke about in the last episode, that and that took place at 29 degrees of Libra. That was the very last thing the sun and Venus did together was literally meet up. Um, and that was also a Kazemi. And um, one of the things that was interesting about that and, and about this energy that's going to be taking place as well with the sun and Mercury, only they will be in Scorpio when this happens, is that it is literally when the planet crosses the sun at the center of the sun or what is also referred to as the heart of the sun. Um, and so that just adds, you know, some more energy, um, you know, with, with Mercury being in Scorpio, uh, one of the things that happens with that energy is that Mercury is very much about wanting to have, you know, deep conversations. Mercury's not interested in doing the fluff, um, you know, or the small talk when it is in Scorpio. It really does want to probe. It wants to try and understand. It wants to, um, you know, peer deeply into something. Um, and so with the conjunction with the sun, while that's taking place during a full moon, um, where the full moon itself will be conjunct with the planet of surprises and, you know, rebellion and, you know, um, hopefully, you know, good shocks. Uh, but the, you know, that's going to be Uranus. And so with those four planets involved in the lunar eclipse, it really is one of those, like, you know, anything is up for grabs and anything is game. Um, and so that energy, again, we will definitely start feeling by the 5th of November once we have Venus um, directly opposing Uranus uh, in her sign of Taurus. And so that should be an interesting day to see what kind of surprises come up for you. Uh, I, sh I will hopefully be doing an episode before or actually right around when that takes place. Um, and so then I can definitely be speaking more to that. I definitely though wanted to make sure that I got on, uh, you know, got this episode out. Uh, it's another short one, but I think right now that's kind of good with, uh, some of this heightened energy and, 
Um, certainly the, the busyness that has been involved in um, a lot of this cosmic energy that's been um, taking place of recent. So uh, I do want to thank everyone for, you know, listening, tuning in. Um, those that are hanging with me while I am doing this journey um, as I myself am being transformed um, and, you know, trying to show up and, and, and be here for this while also processing that which needs to be processed. Um, I really am very grateful that you are supporting me and, and listening um, with, with these new episodes that um, hopefully for, you know, the coming year, we'll have a whole, you know, different uh, vibe to it. I obviously, as I said in the last episode, November, I have to spend a lot of time on what we're going to be working with, uh, especially that first quarter of 2023, because there's a lot of things that will be moving and shifting and changing January through March of 2023. Um, and I want to get some episodes out to you the month of November as a way to start preparing for that while we're also working with these eclipses and then some of the other things that are going to be going on with Jupiter, um, you know, and Mars and, um, you know, the other planets that, you know, are still traveling into the other signs. Um, so thank you very much for, for tuning in. Um, if you want to reach out to me, you can by, um, through email, which is rooted in starlight. That is all one word at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Facebook under rooted in starlight or Trisha Morrissey. And you can follow me on Instagram under trisha.morrissey.31. Um, and remember, reach high for the stars lie hidden in your soul I hope that while we are all journeying through this season of Scorpio, um, you know, we have Halloween coming up on the 31st. That is also known. Um, there is an ancient uh, pagan um, holiday that's called Samhain. Um, so this is very much considered a time when the veil is thin between the worlds. So allow yourself for surprises. Stay open to um, you know, to the, the, the magic that this season can be offering, um, as well as the mystery, uh, take care everyone. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.